When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get into it. Yeah. Are we, um, what are we doing? <laughs> are we, uh, w- w- are we going to use any of that for the intro or do you want to just start, start up now or what, what's, what's the we'll deal? Start with a little playful banter right now and like just, and then I'll use that as the intro. Okay. Like, you know, and then I'll cut into it. Like, okay. We just, so just like, oh, like, hey, banter? how's your day? How was your... So do you want to... Do you want to call it patter. That's what they call it. Hold on, shoot. Should we All start right. from one and we just have Luke laugh at my suffering again? Yeah, let's start. Let, yeah. Let's do that. So, let's, Russ, let's, uh, <laughs> I heard you were moving. What's the deal? Yeah, man. You know, I, I uh, can't afford to live here on my own anymore. So I'm moving in with a buddy of mine. And I'm, I'm not... I'm like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a bummer. <laughs> It's great. (laughs) This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys. Trans and Harvest and Illinois We're gonna sit and listen to each one It's Long May You Young Thank you very much for listening to Long May You Young, one of two Neil Young podcasts on the entire planet. My name is Mike Shu, and along with uh, Luke and Russ Condon from the Bandtown Meeting. We uh, started out by covering Neil's musical output in order by episode. And then that's kind of branched off where we have special guests. Uh, we talk about some of his films. We covered the Joe Rogan thing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> which, yeah, That's which a good was, way to put it, yeah. Which is fantastic. You know what? I, I've like Friday, um, which was a couple of days ago at this point, I was uh, going, I, I got to work, I hopped on Twitter and and Neil Young was trending. I'm like, this is it. I can't believe it's happening now. You know, how do yeah. we say goodbye to Neil? How do we say goodbye to, to oh, someone geez. that we love so deeply? And I go on there and it's like, Neil Young is back on Spotify. What? I was like, fucking no, he's not. He and I jumped on there. No, they, they have his place still there. Right. But it's like, a performance from I think the Bob Dylan tribute and then some other yeah. weird thing that's like Neil Young karaoke or something like that. Yeah. But none of his albums are back on there. None of his his music is I hmm. saw I saw the same thing on, on Facebook and I'm like there every right wing news article was like didn't last long, huh? Neil, what a hypocrite. And then like the comments are just filled with like, oh we knew it, communist uh. and then and then I, I'm like, he is and I looked it up and he's not. And yeah. I'm like, how, well, long did, how long did it take you to to go to Spotify and see if he was back on there? One point seven seconds. To, yeah, that's to, all it takes, right? Yeah. People don't want to do that. People, yeah. they can't. It's easier you to know why? For the easier. same reason, yeah. they can't write OK when they're texting you back. They just write K. Yeah, because, up now. Because we're fucking lazy, 
We're lazy God. and we're fucking poor losers. You know why that's, we're that's like that, though, Mike? It's because of all the GMOs we've been consuming for. All I know. I was, you know what? You, I was going there. I was going there, Luke. <laughs> it's amazing how like locked in we are. Right. If we didn't eat all of this infected corn that has some kind of alien semen in it. Then, <laughs> hey, guys, listen, you know, stop. We'd be able to hey. click the link and actually read the article. I want to do a podcast. I don't want a GMO. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's what it. Also, I took a couple of uh, psilocybin gummies about 10 minutes ago. Oh, so, hell yeah. Did you? Yeah, All so right. this should get really good. Um, yeah. This is a good, the good, the good album for that. We're yeah. recording much later than usual, too. We're, we're a couple of night night owls on this one. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it's we'll, currently, what, 7-something Eastern time? Yeah. Right. It's well past my bedtime. Yeah. Well, you know, we got I need my hot cocoa. Tomorrow, except for Russ. Uh, yeah, we're covering uh, the Monsanto years. That's why it's all the... Uh, the GMO talk. And, uh, and it's, it's to me, it's this album is a, uh, refresh. It's like, it's like when you're, you only have one room air conditioned in your house and it's like 110 degrees outside and you walk into that room and it's like diving into a pool. That's what this album is like to me. Really? It's it's been a couple albums, right? Since he's really rocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we, that, we got to talk about Promise of the Real, obviously. Cause, right, and that's a big reason. Oh, yeah. big, 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 big. Yeah, that's, I, a, yeah. that's a big reason for the sound, yeah. Can I read a quick thing that I thought I really liked from the Pitchfork article on this album? Yeah, um, I read that whole album, uh, article, too. I, ju- I just like the intro, where, and I think this kind of sums it up. It says, when Neil Young gets angry, he gets impulsive. The Monsanto Years, his latest album, is a screed against big agribusiness and the corporations that support it, but it is ultimately less a call to topple an evil empire than an expression of helplessness in trying to fight it. And I, I think that's that really sums up Neil, especially in light of all the shit going on now with Spotify. When Neil gets angry, he gets impulsive. And I think you can feel the impulsiveness in this album maybe more than anything else. But then in, in the Pitchfork article, they talk obviously about, you know, the Kent State thing. And then 20 years later doing uh, Rockin' in the Free World and all, and all this stuff that he just kind of throws out right away. But this one, I love it. Promise of the Real kicks ass. They, they immediately, I think in my mind, become top five of the bands Neil plays with. And that, but uh, I think hmm. lyrically... Haven't there only been five bands? No, there's way more than five. Oh, okay. How, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Crazy many. Horse, you got um, Straight Gators. You got Pearl. I guess you could say the Blue Notes. Pearl Inter- Jam. The International yeah, Harvesters. Pearl Jam. Okay, yeah. Straight Gators. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who, what's the, the uh, other one? The, the Straight Gators. Did, did that, say that? That huge orchestra from Stone, Storytone. Yep. I feel like there's a bunch more. Yeah, but, there's there's like all these little, the you know, little things. I'd say Promise of the Real is top three for me. I go Crazy Horse, Stray Gators, then Promise of the Real. I think they yeah. well. It's nice it. to hear him back with the really loud guitars and the awesome solos. And um, I I kind of I disagree with the Pitchfork article. I I think this is more of to me. It seems like he is like a lawyer presenting a case. Okay. And so he starts off with. You know, just like a, a trial lawyer, lawyer would do. He he just he starts off with a presentation of his case and then presents evidence, hmm. and then talks about the victim, and then 
sums it up in the end, but he doesn't sum it up like a lawyer in the end. I don't think any lawyer might say I might be wrong, <laughs> but Neil says that, which but is, I like makes that. it very Neil. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is pretty awesome. But to me, I find it more like that. Like he's presenting a case on why people should, should take, um, should use a uh, time of, you know, precious time to dedicate to this cause. That's what it is to me. And it's no, I like, I like that analogy. That's good. No, and I think the help, the helplessness aspect of it is, I think, I don't know. I feel like he kind of takes the he takes on the voice of the farmer and the lawyer. You're right, but like he kind of this is something that's obviously Neil's been into for decades: is farming and farm and protecting the farmers and supporting farmers. And it's just, uh, but I think he, he probably watched Food Inc. And just wrote an album the next night. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And I, I do. Right. I, I think there's this is there's so much to dive into on this because a you have the lyrical content which is pretty on the nose, and then b you have promise of the real, and there's so much to say about like the musical aspect of it, the the writing and the music, the delivery of the music, and I don't know. I just feel like I I I don't think I ever paid attention to this album until we started doing this podcast. Because I thought this is going to be a very one-dimensional album, and it's so so good. So musically and lyrically, it's I like it a lot too. So you guys know me; I'm a big Monsanto guy. Every time we get together, I'm always trying to give you guys Monsanto products. So yeah, 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 and, and I don't appreciate that. No, Luke's got the patent on many seeds, and I'm growing a tail <laughs> because of it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think there's a lot to it, and I think it's a great a great fucking record. And the more you listen to it, the better it gets. The more you hear other things, you know. Uh, just for instance, even the especially when it comes to the music, there's so much to break down as far as you know the mix because you have. Uh, I, I, as I listened over and over again, I was like, oh, okay. So Lucas is in my left ear, you know? Um, and then like Neil and Micah are kind of like Neil's down the middle or like to the right. And like Micah is like this buried sort of, and like I was just going through and like really picking apart all the mix and like hearing how they mixed like Anthony's drums and then Tato on the percussion. And it's, it's, it's great. It's the music is Excellent. And Corey plays the bass incredibly, you know, the whole thing is, is excellent. Yeah. I think this is the best of his magazine <laughs> albums. Like during this time, when we got into the 21st century, he started just cranking out these theme albums like Fork in the Road, yeah. you know, and, and, yeah. uh, and Greendale. And, um, you know, he, he just, he took one, one issue he was concerned with, dedicated a whole album to it. And even though the lyrics um, and we talked about this a few times before on some of these records are less poetic, I guess. Is yeah. Yeah. The word is. I, John Craigie was the message talk, is, talks about Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but the message is, is pretty clear. And I think that's important for, you know, what he wants to say. And he doesn't, uh, I think he wants as many people to get the message as possible. So he's not trying to, well, and I think metaphors that, and things like that. That. Yeah, I and I think that's and it was exactly like that was story tone also where it was like despite the music was very different for Neil Young, the lyrics are pretty direct. You couldn't really mistake, you know, what he was trying to say. And that goes to your point about the whole like opening argument thing because I think that first song, A New Day mm -hmm. for Love is exactly that. It's it's him basically saying 
<laughs> you know, that, that, and then, and then of course with people, don't, uh, people want to hear about love. I mean, that, the, the between the, the first song and that song, he's kind of setting you up. Like, you know, right. this is, this is what you're going to get. So, you know, st- strap in, yeah. you're not getting, you're not going to get a lot of poetry here. You're not going to get a, you know what I mean? You're not going to get the old laughing lady or, you know, last trip to Tulsa type of writing. You're, this is, I'm singing about what I'm singing about. And right. this, um, this and I need of, you to hear it, you know, like you, exactly yeah. like you said, Shu, there's no beating around. It, it's, this is what it is. And, and, and here's what I need to say. And here's what I need you to hear. So listen the fuck up, you know, and here's some great guitars and, and, you know, everything else to, to back it up. This, this album actually helped me understand what he was trying to do with Americana a little more. And, okay. you know, while, while some of those songs were much like these songs where they were telling a story, it was pretty direct. And that's how, that's how you told stories and you got the news pretty much in the folk singing or the folk music tradition. You know, the one singer would play it, another one would play it and maybe change it around a little bit, but the story would be passed around. And, and I, I just, I'd like to think that Neil is doing, is writing like this because of those songs he covered on Americana and he just wanted that he wanted people to relay the message to each other and mm-hmm. to understand it clearly. And he's not saying Tom Dula 600 times over and over <laughs> again, which is great. <laughs> on, the, on that note, Mike, though, let me ask you, do you think, what do you think this album would have been like if it was with crazy horse? I think it would have been a triple album. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, some of the songs like uh, People Want to Hear About Love or Monsanto Years would have been easily 15 to 20 minutes long. I think it would have been a lot spacier. spacier. And I think the message would have been um, diluted. I agree. I think it would have, you, you would have lost some of the message because of the giant grooves that yeah. Crazy Horse creates, like on Psychedelic Pill. You know, these massive, you know, tectonic plates of songs that were just moving like just a, a giant like giant songs moving slowly in this groove where these are a little little more compact it's a different vibe because it's not the horse but right. it's pretty close in some cases yeah um, yeah it's just I that think, he, i think it helps the message if you stay compact and focused yeah. on the message then it gets it a little clearer so i think the too, message would have been lost a little yeah and he's too Exactly. He's too comfortable with the horse. It's so much easier for him to yeah. melt into a song, you know, right? And, and just not ever want to come out, you know, because he's been playing with those guys for fucking 40 yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a good, like, uh, comfortable with the horse. I think the tightness and skill of the promise of the real guys probably, like, not forced, but like made Neil want to tighten up. And I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it rubbed off on him. It's like with Mirrorball, it's, it would have been a whole different album and it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it kind of forced him into like, really, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I like this album a lot musically. I really like this album. And lyrically uh, John, too. John Hanlon, who was credited as one of the producers and, you know, he's been his longtime engineer and he worked with Briggs. He's kind of Briggs's man. <laughs> Like Briggs taught him everything he knew. And I think that's why Neil sticks with him. He uh, apparently like sent them the songs. Like Neil made these like just acoustic demos of, of all these songs. And he sent them to Promise of the Real. And they got them. And then he said, listen, don't practice too much. Don't run through them maybe once a day. Mm. You know, until we get to into the, the theater where they recorded it. But Neil doesn't want it to be... Uh, I think that's those... 
were the exact words. Don't learn them too well, he said. Practice, uh, practice once a day. Neil doesn't want it to be too good. <laughs> I love that. I yeah, and then, that. and then Neil nils them when they got to uh, the, the Teatro yeah. Theater there. Uh, so they, they had all these songs down. They knew them. And then Neil comes in with a song he wrote the night before and said, we're going to do this one right now. They had no clue. And I believe that was the, that was, I think that was, um, I think that was a new day for love. Okay. So it might awesome. be, I think that might've been it, but yeah. So he totally nils them and just brought in another tune. Um, but I think that's cool that Hanlon was telling him, don't, uh, don't polish that. him up too well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, Mike, w- when you saw that there was a song called Working Man, did you get a little excited? I got or? so excited. Luke, when this album first came out, I'm like, Canadians paying tribute to Canadians is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I'm like, this, I bet this is going to kick ass. This is going to fucking kick ass. And I started, I'm like, this is not Rush. <laughs> bullshit. I'm going to write a letter to the Neil Young archives. and <laughs> You should. Just, just like, you should re release the album, but make that the Rush song. Yeah. Can you imagine if Neil did a full album of Rush covers? That'd be awesome. That would be pretty fucking sick. Yeah, that would be wild. He or would do would an amazing be. Cygnus X one. Or he yeah. would do it like uh like the Jack White album. <laughs> like a letter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that would be even better. I, he couldn't do it. I don't know. I'm sorry, but I don't think he could do it with Crazy Horse, man. I mean, Ralphie no, can, no, no. Ralphie could not, way, not has drum the best like, way, man. Yeah. Get the friggin' recordo phone booth or whatever the fuck it is. And don't do you just want to hear Neil say Tom Soy? Tom Soy. Today's Tom, Tom Soy. Hey, Tom Soy. Tom Soybeans, hey, non-GMO. Who's Tom Soy? <laughs> I didn't um, know Rush for vegetarians. <laughs> I did. Uh, I threw it out on Facebook as I normally do, um, and we got some opinions here. Pete Lacey says, to be honest, I could have done with just one song about it rather than a whole album. When he does the concept thing, it usually has universal applications. I get frustrated with his single issue focus at times, which is an interesting opinion. I think I, I hear that. I do. I hear that because after a while, a couple of listens after a while, I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing Neil telling me to get off his lawn. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's kind of getting like that a little bit at this point. Yeah, right? a in the, little bit. In the second decade of the the 21st century it's it's kind of getting like he's just out there yelling from his porch yeah you know, he's like bit. clint eastwood in gran torino <laughs> uh, <You know. laughs> yeah so Luke, hold on you, oh go ahead sorry go ahead i was no, just gonna say you had me po- you had me post on instagram as well but you can continue to read well i was I just gonna say one. the next comment is joel um, from uh, the from the last few episodes, I do. On that note, I love how we we never pre-record. We're just very like we're not we're just not we don't do that. And then we finally do, and all this Neil Spotify shit happens that we right. want to talk about, and we just have three pre-recorded episodes. But anyway, Joel, um, who we found out at the end of that episode is Neil's son, um, uh, wrote allegedly. Is, no, he is. Um, he said this is a real. This is a really fresh sound for Neil. The energy and talent of Promise of the Real kicks ass. An interesting album from his magazine period, as Mike calls it. I wasn't really aware of the issue at the time, but I loved every minute of it. Angry Neil is always a hit for me. Um, and then he talks, he says, I guess the production could have been better. 
The mix is kind of crappy, even for Neil standards. I know they recorded in an old movie theater, um, but their second collaboration like of original mix. songs is much better production-wise. I like the mix too. I didn't notice it being being crappy. I think the mix is great. I thought it was, and uh, that surprises me. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised to hear Joel say that. Saying that because, yeah, there's, I mean, you know, like Greendale to me doesn't have, has, has like less, it's just the sound is, is not that good. Um, you know, there's, there's been other albums where it's been lo-fi Neil and we, we get that. It's surprising to me that Joel would criticize that. Well, he knows Neil probably better yeah, well, he's than, than we son, do. So that's why he's probably a little more. There, yeah, there's that. He never showed up to soccer games and, or I'm sorry, <laughs> hockey games, Canada. And, and um, Joel does finish by better. saying, by saying, also, I'm calling it town meeting will open for Neil and promise of the real on their next festival tour. That's coming from Neil's son. So thanks. Wow. Thanks, Joel. Wow. On that, on, on that note, just a quick sneaky plug town meeting. We're starting a book again. We'll be in Philly. We'll be in New York. We'll be in Boston. We'll be, we're trying to get up into Canada. Please uh, go to our website and, and uh, we'll have ticket links. Hopefully sounded this week, like, if not next. Sound like you said starting a book. We're not starting a book. We're starting to book. We're starting we're a book, a, and we're starting to book. Our book is called. Book? Yeah, we're writing a book. Called? It's called the Russ Condon story. Why would it be called? Fuck that? the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Russ. I don't have the energy to think on yeah, the you gotta shout out uh our page those uh top tier patrons too. oh yes uh we actually let me do that by reading J- uh john Locke's comment from instagram because okay. he told me to throw this up and let people know we were recording the episode and ask if people had you know opinions or questions or uh whatever john said honestly i've never listened to this record probably because i couldn't pronounce the title <laughs> so, wow that. that's a john Locke right there I think. Just, wait, does, do you think John Locke secretly works for Monsanto? I think that. I think he does. He might be an agent. Yeah. So John Locke is a top tier patron, so we got to shout him out. Yep. If you go to patreon.com slash longmayyoung, there's all kinds of bonus episodes, covers. We have all different conversations on there. It's well worth it if you're a fan of this podcast. Um, and shout out to our top tier patrons. We'll mention them on every episode. John Locke, Craig Bitch. <laughs> I should check to see if he changed his name. Um, and then Mark Ray is uh, those three guys <laughs> always in the conversation, always uh, huge Neil fans, huge uh, supporters of ours. And we appreciate it. We also have, I think three new patrons since the last time we recorded Peter Franz, um, Mike Thomas and Matthew field. Thanks to you guys for joining the Patreon community. Isn't Mike Thomas in matchbox 20. That's Rob. I think of someone different. Oh, sorry. That's always Mike. Mike Thomas is a successful younger brother. Who's in Matchbox Ten? <laughs> no, Mike. Mike Thomas. Sorry. It, Sorry to the Thomas family. Mike Thomas is Dave <laughs> Thomas's grandson, the Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. Is he the one that ruined Wendy's? He did. Yeah. When Dave Thomas died, if I if I may, speaking of uh, you know quality of food, okay. When Dave Thomas died, whoever was in charge of Wendy's cut all the corners, and that's no pun because they have square burgers cut all the corners that Dave Thomas kept to make their food awesome. And it became just crappy. I don't know. Except if I for the Frosties. That. The Frosties remain excellent. And that's is, about it. Wendy's is pretty good. I mean, and they mm. get better. Have you had Wendy's breakfast yet? No. Holy no. shit. They're, they're dominating the breakfast game. Fast food breakfast game. They got good saying. biscuits. They got good wow. biscuits. 
Um, anyway, it's, yeah, we got. I, I mean, a bunch of people wrote in. One that uh, I also wanted to read that kind of was similar to the one you read, Luke. Uh, but this is David Young Tunes. Honestly, this album slaps. It's what got me into Promise of the Real. This is not Crazy Horse. It's a fresh sound for Neil that I think breeds some new life into his music. The Monsanto stuff does start to grind towards the end, but that's what you sign up for. It's in the album title after all. Big Box, New Day for Love, Wolf Moon, all eight era Neil classics. Bring on the Neil and Real era. Nice. Yeah. And then the sound is pretty. I like, you know, it's not like clear, crystal clear production sound, but it's pretty huge. Mm. I mean, they've got three guitars going there and it, you can, you could just, it fills the entire theater. It sounds, I think it sounds awesome at times when they're just rolling and it's just a huge sound. It's a huge drum sound. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. It's, it's, it's epic. Same. Yeah. There's a great one from uh, Melvin J. Watt, Larson Lawson. They, a lot of people like it, but it's also kind of mixed. Um, our buddy Raj, Said mixed feelings on this one. Have DM'd you. Big box, though. That one is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I appreciate some uh, mediocre photo lounge. I appreciate the message of people want to hear about love, especially these days when we hear more and more people telling artists to stay in their lane when they get political and to just make something pretty. Kudos to this album, too, for allowing me to finally say without any shame that I love Neil Young's big box. <laughs> mm. I liked it. Mm. I like that. That was good. Well executed. I liked it. Melvin J. Watts comment is really long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he basically is saying I'm the same age as shoe and grew up punk metal alternative kid of the eighties, nineties. And, uh, he just thought Neil was an old guy trying to ride the coattails of the new stuff, but man, he was fucking wrong. And he talked about the show that he saw with promise of the real and how amazing it was. Cause they were doing guitar feedback stuff and slowly building and, how awesome it was were they doing blast beats breakdowns circle <laughs> pit know, buddy. fucking yeah, buddy. promise the real circle pit hell yeah so the yeah. first time the first Wall time luke, the first time luke and i saw neil was with promise of the real yep was this you album. saw this tour right yeah. yeah and it was fucking awesome so now good. did he did he play come out and play an acoustic set yeah yep. first yep yeah. okay and, and then, then he had like all the, the people with the and then the monsanto people yeah. came out right well because that before the first the acoustic he, set. Oh, well, he did. No, okay. first he had the um, the farmers like planting the seeds and shit, and then they like came in and spray the other, you know, the Monsanto, you know, <laughs> alien looking crazy. Right, the hazmat ET suit suits. Yeah, right. came out and they were spraying all those shit. Would have been cool if he had the um, the road eyes guys come out. Yeah, that would have been cool <laughs> if they were spraying all the pesticides. Yeah, yeah. I was um uh, the um. The timeline concert of the week mm. is is with Promise of the Real. I think they're in Dublin, I want to say. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but it is Dublin. the longest Neil Young performance on record. I saw this. I got to listen yeah. to this. Yeah, and so I was asking about the spraying, guys, because it sounds like when I listened to it, I haven't made it through the whole thing yet, and it's awesome, by the way, Um it sounds like he comes out, does his acoustic set, and then you hear the spraying going on in between the acoustic set and then when the, uh, the electric set begins. So, so I don't know if that he just changed it up when he was in Europe or something. Or I, All I remember is I think Nora Jones opened the show, and she was great. Um, but then afterwards, 
He let people fucking. Well, it stew. wasn't just Nora Jones. It was what is it? Puss in Boots. It's yeah, like well, a yeah. Little group of. But uh, yeah, he he just he just let time go by, and then he had uh, the all that whole, all the whole theatrical thing with the seeds, and then the thing, and he's and people would cheer every time the lights would come on, and he still wouldn't come out, and then yeah, like it got to the point where the crowd started booing because they were just mad that Neil wasn't coming out. And he got him right to that edge, and then when he finally came out, he, like it just got dark, and then it, the light came on. It was just him and a piano when he played after the Gold Rush, and people, we everyone, we lost our fucking minds. He's a, yeah, he's, he, he, he made a stew. He made a stew for a long time. It was, it was, like it was a, a good long time. It was like, yeah, it was. Yeah, he knows. What and he's I doing. mean, Promise of the Real was awesome. I yeah. mean, Lucas and him going back and forth, like That's so good, just shredding, dude, shredding for like twenty minutes solos. Yeah. You know, just twenty crazy. minute shreds, and then he'd stop, and then he'd just go fuck Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he had. Uh, I think we've told this story on the podcast, but he had. Yeah, we've told it. Remember, he he, he had his, he had cherries, and he was like going up to the front, the people in the audience, and, and he was like. I got some organic cherries here for you. And he was throwing out. <laughs> you know, I love Neil. I don't think I'd take food from him though. I would. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't grab know. an organic like cherry. I'd sit down and have dinner with him. But if he like yeah. had a bag of cherries and said, Hey, and I was sitting on a bus next to him. And he was like, you want some cherries? <laughs> hey, Daryl. Like, don't Mike touch, don't Mike touch me. Mike won't pop my cherry with me. Uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, Daryl. Don't right, invite gotta, you for dinner. We should get into this. Let's get into this. Well, just more. real quick, since we're on this note, uh, if you leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, we'll read it. Uh, there's two new reviews. This is from Longtime Rusty. Uh, he just wrote, Today Rocked. Loved today's episode with Derek Webb. I laughed a lot, learned a lot, got angry, and I got excited all during a gym workout. Makes me want to take a dive into the Derek Webb catalog. Webb nice. does indeed seem to have some Neil in him. By the way, I'm not sucking up here, no reason to, but I continue to be impressed with the town meeting covers of Neil. I always have a current playlist of my favorite newish bands, some perhaps only new to me, but my latest playlist has The War on Drugs, Courtney Barnett, Big Red Machine, Houndmouth, Lumineers, Bears, Bears Den, Big Thief, Boy Genius, and Town Meeting. Really, I dare you to read this. So. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we right? have to, right? Because he gave us we five did, stars. Yeah. That's right. But I that's do. I, right. I really appreciate that. I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, and Derek is great. You should definitely dive into Derek's oh, yeah. catalog 100%. Yeah, Derek was great. And, Shu, we talked about a little it's, – it's very topical to this episode because uh, I told a little story about I'm working with this new company now, and there's this guy who's who, who likes to make it known how he leans politically. And uh, – we were, it was like, uh, I don't remember, he's don't a, remember what day, he's I don't a remember what day guy. it was, but yeah. Yeah. He's a wig party. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, is he a Matt, birds don't exist guy? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Absolutely. That's the way to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so I'm at work and they're like, we're talking about, Oh, what are you going to do? What are you doing after work? Whatever. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to record a podcast. I do a Neil Young podcast. And he right away, he goes, not a big fan of Neil Young right now. And, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, why is that? You know, like, what? Because of the da-da-da. And he's like, yeah, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is keep your politics out of your music, man. That's oh, all yeah, I'm saying. Right? And I'm like, okay, so you've been a <laughs> Are you a Neil Young fan? He's like, yeah. I, I, I was like, you like his music? 
Yeah. And I was like, you like that song, Ohio, you know, like, dude, how are you going to say to keep you? He's, this is how Neil's always been. If you're a fan of Neil Young, then you're right. And I, and I couldn't, there's so much more I could have said. Cause this is the type of guy who no matter where, no matter what, if the, if the client's home, if they're on a call for work, this guy is talking about like shit, that, political shit you should not be talking about very loudly. And I wanted to be like, why don't you keep your politics out of work? Like out of our work environment. Yeah, you should. You're like, yeah. you're here to do a job. Not exactly. Talk politics. Exactly. Just like, so I thought that Neil was talking and we, I don't yeah. want you talking politics. Exactly. Exactly. So and, I thought that was, know, that was why funny. Don't you but, talk, why don't you talk to me about love? All right. right. Uh, Russ yeah. just wants to hear nice. about love. I just want to hear about love. Ironically, Russ, too, he sounds like the kind of guy who'd be like, I wish you'd do more American songs like, like, like uh, oh, uh, Rock, <laughs> Rocket in the Free World. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, there is uh, one, there is one, one more review. This is from I Like Neil. Um, oh, boy. Here you go, Mike. <laughs> it says, titled Miscellaneous Banter. I'm the nurse that has rocks from the Broken Arrow Ranch driveway. I'm a Patreon member, thank you, and don't miss an episode. I am terrified of you running out of recordings to evaluate, and then a light went on. I have dozens of Neil bootlegs from my days oh, of Jesus. being a Rusty. Those might be fun to review, plus you might not be limited to how much of a song you can play on the podcast. Neil was always supportive with the sharing of the bootlegs. I have several shows from Goodbye Waterface and early Greendale shows, many more. Another thought wow. is to review some Peggy songs. I actually do want to do some Peggy stuff. Um, she has three CDs and I'm sure you're aware of her band members, Spooner, Rick Roses, others, um, corrections. Amber is a textile artist, not painting. Oh, his, uh, his, uh, daughter. Um, when you guys reviewed, are you passionate? You wondered what he meant by stopped to slide plastic at an SO station on. She's a healer. He's paying for gas with a credit card. A few too many that night. Ha ha. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I don't, we have a few, we have a I don't few even many. remember that. I don't yeah. that night. <laughs> we have a few too many every night, including yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't find more in there. Yeah, but thank you very much for. I yeah, feel thanks. like that's thank really you. cool and, uh, that's that she cool. doesn't that's miss an awesome. episode. Um, I would. I didn't know Neil would. I. I was curious how he would react to bootlegs because some artists are way into it. I feel well, like he's Neil, doing his. He's doing like he's. I isn't he obtaining bootlegs now and polishing them up and releasing them. That's kind of like what Frank Zappa started doing. Like Zappa was terrified, not terrified. I should say he was just, you know, he, he didn't want his less than best performances out there. And so he started, he got lawyers together, I believe to start going after people he knew were distributing his bootlegs. And then what they would do is get the rights to those bootlegs and he would polish them up and then release them himself. He called them beat the boots. Huh. And that's kind of what Neil is doing now, right? He's got a bunch of what he's calling, they were bootlegs that were being circulated now. Like that last one from, uh, what, what was it, Carnegie Hall? Yeah. That was one of the, in the bootleg series. And I think he's doing that now. He's planning on releasing a whole bunch of what were widely circulated bootlegs at the time. I don't think Neil ever had like a Grateful Dead style, like taping section. I don't right. know if he was that into bootlegs. Yeah. No, I think they're kind of exclusive to that. Maybe fish too. I don't. I don't know. But I mean, I think that it's interesting that she says Neil was always supportive with the sharing of bootlegs because I just never thought twice about it. But yeah. I guess he would. Also, be. it also is a little surprising too because there's a whole album that is like a fan favorite. All of us love it, and Neil hated it. You know, with with uh, time fades away. Oh yeah. 
So it's like, how are we supposed to know which bootlegs he's going to like when one of his greatest albums is fucking amazing and he hates it? I do think, I absolutely think we should do a Peggy album, though. I'm glad that she brought that Yeah, that'd be cool. And we should do it for a a Patreon. Also, we're such a good Neil Young podcast. We never even mentioned the 50 years of Harvest, I don't think. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, what what, what do you want? All right, no, well, I don't know. It's just let's like, give it. Let's give it two minutes right now. So Harvest said it's what fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, Can they yeah. do a big re-release? Was oh, well, on the archives, he had like a thing. Yeah, but did it have extra stuff on it? I don't know. I didn't. Um, that's how big. Of, that's how great of a Neil Young podcast host I am. I, I didn't yeah. It's like, I, I don't think he really did anything. He's got, but I don't, it, don't right? blame me. I he I can't keep up with it all, man. I was listening to Barn. You know, come on. <laughs> Barn. 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 Also, Shu, have you seen Nobody with Bob Odenkirk? No. We talked no. about we talked about action movies, like how you and I love action movies. Yeah. You have got to see that movie. Maybe okay. I'll watch it tonight. You have got to see it. it, right, it I'm telling, where is it? It's in a few different places. I think I watched it on HBO. It's on HBO, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, on cool. HBO Max. But I'm telling you, at one, go, go, you guys go watch it. We'll talk about it the next episode. Are you, okay. All right, Russ, are you, guys, are, are you guys watching Peacemaker? No. I just finished no. it. It's that so good. My, that's my second favorite superhero series on TV. The Boys is, is the first. The Boys is the first. Yeah. No, unless you, count, unless you count Watchmen. That's the best show. Yeah, that's Watchmen's really good, good, too. Watchmen can be a little... Watchmen's my favorite. I As a Peter Griffin once says, it insists upon itself. <laughs> um, but Peacemaker is so it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so I good. Watch it. I have, so I've, messed I've heard up. It's very funny. Yeah. It so some of it is just completely messed up. Like he's awesome. just a messed up dude. And John Cena is so good. He's so good. He's fantastic, man. And he's how good really, is how good is Robert Patrick as his dad? Oh my God! He's so awful. Oh, he's wonderful. He, the white devil. It's <laughs> so awful. It's fucking awesome. He keeps calling that the the, the detective who's, who's Asian. <laughs> yeah. You hear what I'm saying, Egg Fu Young? Yeah, I was just like, oh man, this guy's so bad. He's so hot, but he does it so well. So Robert Patrick, um, you guys have both gotten to his episode in The Sopranos at this point. Um, oh yeah, he's he's long gone at this point. I think. Yeah, but he uh, he's the He's. I don't want to spoil anything, but he he gets into it with Tony at one point. Um, cause <laughs> well, you want to spoil the Sopranos? I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. But know, he, right? him and Tony have some some conflicting <laughs> stuff. But I guess Robert Patrick, before he guessed it on that episode, he says to said something to Tony like or to um, Jim. James, Jim. like uh, like I you know like I don't 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 go easy on me like in this scene like really yeah. don't be afraid to give it to me. Yeah. And James just kind of like winked at him, like I don't, I'm, there's no way I'm gonna go easy on you. And then it, he like legit scared him in that one of those yeah. scenes. Robert Patrick rules. Plus, I always forget he's fucking. He was the T1000. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Have you seen? He's this great boy? in that role too. Also, real quick, because it wouldn't be long may you young if we just talked about Neil Young. Um, did you guys watch King of Staten Island? Yeah. 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 I know I'm kind of late on this, but I, I wasn't, I'm just, I just never paid attention to Pete Davidson because of just, you know, I never was impressed with the Saturday night live stuff. And then he's always in the press cause he's going out with some, you know, hot chick. Yeah. yeah. But he's amazing in that. I he's, thought that was great. a great yeah, movie. He's good. Bill, Bill Burr great. was, yeah. was pretty awesome too. And, and then I mean, Marissa Tomei. I mean, yeah. she's always good. She's always good. Yeah, and everything every, she does. Every, in every way that you, uh, you know. Thanks right. a lot, Mike. Now Kanye is going to dox us. 
because you showed support for Pete Davidson. Real yeah, fucking nice. Way to go. What's dude. Kanye? Is Kanye selling an MP3 player that can only play his new album? <laughs> oh, I haven't read knows. up on this. That sounds like a Neil thing, right? I was gonna say it sounds like it sounds like a Pono it's, thing, it's, right? It sounds like a Neil meets you too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm I sorry. I just no, we got to do. Hey, we got to do this because we we got Anthony at nine. So right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, we got to talk about Promise the Real. Uh, I'll mention all the members at the time. We had, uh, obviously, Lucas Nelson um, and Micah Nelson, although Micah is not a member of Promise to the Real. He's in a band called Particle Kid, which is also really cool. They've got kind of a, like a Radiohead sort of vibe. Um, yeah, it's cool. Them. I don't know if you ever checked them out, Luke. haven't yet, but they're Luke. on my list. No. Yeah, Particle Kid. They're cool. They, I like the, the vibe. Um Micah is a little bit younger to Lucas is the oldest, but they're both at the time of this recording, they're both in their mid twenties. Like they're, they're young at the time of this recording. Wow. Cause th- right now I think Lucas is like 33 or something. He's really, yeah, he's young. He's pretty young. Oh man. And let me double check that. But, um, and then they had already backed up John Fogarty. Yeah. Oh, did they? Like a few years before this, I believe it was bef- a few years before this. That's why that they were John Fogarty's backing band for a tour. Or two, maybe. So they have, you know, and I, I would imagine through their father that Promise of the Real has, you know, inroads that most mm-hmm. other bands don't have. And they get those opportunities like doing that and touring with B.B. King and, you know, sure. all that stuff. But yeah. Uh, sorry. So Lucas is he is 33. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Um, so what? At the time of this. He's Jesus. This, this was this was 2016. <laughs> they probably recorded it. Yeah, and and right now Mike is thirty one. So they're thirty one. So how old is Willie? I think he's got to be eighty. Right? He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's way 80, above eighty. He's, yeah, he's really old. He's eighty. Uh, let me make sure. Uh, he's eighty eight. Yeah. He's eighty eight and high as fuck. He's eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, he's eighty eight. That's yeah. the key to long life. Is a lot of marijuana, I guess. Mike, I'm trying. Dude, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, all right, the other guys in the band, we got Corey McCormick on bass and vocals. He's great. Also, Luca and Micah both sing in this record. Lucas. Uh, yeah, sorry, Lucas. Um, and what did I say, Luca? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. that kid that... He lives on know, the 14th floor? He's always got, like, something banged up. I think you I was know? I was mixing clumsy Lucas kid. and Micah. Lucas and yeah. Micah both. <laughs> if you hear uh, you guys hear something late at night, some kind of trouble... It's Luca in the wall. Kind of fight. Just don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't ask him what it, what it is. All right. <laughs> Tato Melgar on percussion, who I love. I love the. I just love the balance between him and Anthony, and then Anthony Legerfo. 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 I like how we're we, figure, we literally we're looked it up out. before we recorded it on purpose. Russ made us watch a whole video before we recorded. <laughs> That's it. right. From the CEO of Modern Drummer. <laughs> yeah. And I we the guy's name. We spent 15 minutes so we could learn his name, and Russ Legerfo. already forgot. I think it's Legerfo. <laughs> And he's an amazing drummer. He's a, he's incredible, dude. His story is nuts. When I'm excited to talk to. Him. Hopefully that comes through and it happens. But uh, he's great, man. He he at one point was playing drums for 12 hours a day every day. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, That's the wild. guy's awesome. He's great, and the the band is just they're excellent, man. Um, and like you said, Shoe produced also by John Hanlon and Neil Young. Have you guys um? Did you? And I like I. There's no real reason, but that I haven't, but I have, did you listen to any promise of the real records separate from Neil before oh, yeah. this? I yeah. listened to, yeah. yeah, I listened to some, I, I like, I just jumped around on, on a few things. Uh, he's got, or they've got one song 
Oh God, it's so soulful. Let me see if I can find the name of it. But I was just like, it didn't sound like him at first because he sounds a lot like Willie. He sounds a lot like Willie. But the song I was listening to, he forget about Georgia or whatever. Um, forget about Dre. Set me down in the cloud. There's there's so many good songs. Set me down in the cloud is awesome. Yeah, while you while you try to find that, um, a lot. My girlfriend and I saw Lucas Nelson, Lucas and and Promise the Real with No Neil. In Rhode Island, uh, when was this? A few months, not not that long ago. Did they have um, a Neil few, hologram? A few months ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a few months ago. And, man, they're, they put on a great, great show. Absolutely really? incredible. Where were yeah, they, Russ? <sighs> Jesus. I don't know, man. Was it a big know. venue? Or? Not, uh, it was like a like Paradise kind okay. of a vibe, but in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I think the song I'm thinking of is Find Yourself. Oh, yeah. I hope you find your before somebody somebody yeah. else to be my love. Yeah, that one is good. That's a good tune. Yeah, they, they, got, they got a lot of good songs. He's a great writer. He's a really he is, good writer. Yeah. It Lucas takes, is, he's also an, just an insane guitar player, dude. Yeah. He's, and and we'll talk about it as we get into this, but you can hear uh, you can hear where Lucas is playing. It takes me it, and he's mixed. Bit. He's mixed in in the left ear, just in case people are wondering when you're listening on headphones. His the solo, at least I I think I'm right. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. The solo stuff, it because he does sound so much like Willie. It it takes me a, a minute to get into it. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. It's like uh, I love Willie's voice. So do I. I yeah. also think that he's got a similar sort of sound but like yeah. as willie obviously but he also has his own he's got his own style. yeah like on that yeah. song i was talking about it it doesn't sound yeah didn't sound like willie to me yeah he's amazing yeah he's great yeah all right well whatever fuck you guys though you're wrong okay. also all the right, album did, i didn't know this i'm just looking on <laughs> <Jesus>. the archives <laughs> on the archives the album art cover painting and dvd label art by mike and nelson Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. The cover art is great on this, by the way. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it kind of I did not know that Mike did that. That's do you think I love that's... The, uh, the Neil and Daryl American I was... Gothic. I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, do you think that's Neil and Daryl? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, Daryl, they figured it out. <laughs> um, I'm glad anyways, that Micah did the art yeah. because I feel like if they if Neil was in charge of it, it'd just be him standing awkwardly near like a car or something. <laughs> Not right. near a tractor. It'd be, it'd be yeah. something taken on like a 1980s <laughs> Instamatic and it'd camera. Be kind of, yeah, kind of blurry. Yeah. <laughs> With some of his thumb over the <laughs> it would lens. still be great, dude. It'd still yeah. be great. Then That's what it is. It. It's called Cinema Verite. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sue, do you want to get into the recording? Douche. Oh yeah, so um, they uh, they they actually got into this because I guess Neil invited well, they them. At, they met or, at Farm Aid. Right? No, it was I mean, it was a bridge school benefit. I thought it and was so Farm Aid. They were going. I th- I think it was the bridge school benefit. Um, hmm. but well, I, hey, whoever whoever wrote that review, what was their what was their name? I like Neil on on the five star review. She'll know. She'll know. I think yeah, it's Farm Aid, but you could be right. But. Um, you know, and it was kind of a surprise that Neil invited them up to play and they had such mm. a good time that the very, I think it was the very next or a couple of months after that, they, they set up a time to, um, to record at uh, Teatro, which is a theater in Oxnard, California, which Willie Nelson uh, recorded an album at, which is really good. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to that. No, that's it's it's awesome. And it's a Daniel Lanois production. So it's oh. got that sound to it. 
that really kind of dreamy, you know, ethereal, multi-layered sound, very spacious. Yeah. And um, it's really good. So I, I would imagine that they, you know, either Willie or they mentioned it to Neil and Neil was thought, thought that was the great idea and yeah. did it at this. It's a movie theater, not so much a music theater, but more a movie theater. Nice. Than, oh. than anything else. And it was only, um, Storytone came out December of 2014. And then they jammed shortly after that. And then I think they recorded this in January. And it didn't come out till June, though. June, yeah. June. Right. I think, yeah. But um, that's how that came about. And it's, I think that's part of the sound too, because they're in a, they're in a, a space that's not for, you know, like Neil does, that's not for recording rock music. Right. You know, so anybody who says, well, it doesn't sound good. It's, you know, that's just part of the, that's just part of this album. That's part of what Neil does. It's just capture, you know, that's the audio verite he's always talking about. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I mean, I know Joel isn't a fan, but I, I like the way no, it sounds. Oh yeah, no, Joel was a fan. He just was. It was weird about. He said it was. No, I know. He, I'm saying he wasn't a fan of the the mix, the production, or whatever. But I right, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's cool. I do. I don't it. notice anything like bad about it. I I think I really like it. I think I feel like it's like some kind of a. It's almost a perfect cross between Crazy Horse and the Gators to me. It's. I don't know. It's don't like know. it's it's raw and clean at the same time. Yeah. In a way, to me at least, it's got like it has moments where it, it feels pretty loose, and then it also you can tell that they did work on the you know what I mean. Like the I'm sure Promise of the Real took even though they were probably like you said was that you Shu who said they were they were told not to. Yeah, Hamlin uh, told them not yeah, to rehearse but these I, songs I, too much. I'm sure that they didn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure that they probably went a little over what he would have wanted them to do. Right. It seems to me like they right. th- they know what they're doing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. Let's get in the first track here. All right. Yeah, let's go for it. If I'm just going to click on it. It's going to kick them off. <laughs> probably. It already did that once. Oh. Oh, we got it. All right. pretty sure that lucas is singing in your left left ear too his guitar is there and his voice is there if you're looking out for that should we do that with this podcast should i pan one of us only to the left <laughs> yeah man <laughs> I'm not i think that's what neil does because when i go back because on patreon we're going through all the archives and i can tell where like danny witten is mixed 
and stuff. Like I know, um, cause you can tell, you can tell the style and who's on what side. And I like it. I can tell when I know when I'm listening to who Russ, and you it, can tell like damn, what I was just cause it feels like the first of like three steps before Russ totally turns into like a beautiful mind over Neil's music. He's like, I, I feel like I can hear Danny in my left ear and I can feel Neil in my no, right. It is <laughs> instead of focusing on the, the one beautiful woman, you focus on the surrounding mediocre looking women. And that way the group has a better chance at attaining an advantage as Jesus opposed Christ. to not to, not attaining a win with the uh, hot chick. Wow. That was a beautiful mind, right? That was like the, his I big, that's, he got the Nobel prize. For, time. He got the Nobel prize for that theory. I forget what it was called, but it was like, if everyone goes after a smaller goal, as opposed to the one big goal, then everybody wins. I haven't seen it forever, but I remember liking it. Oh. Although I, I love the guitar sound on this. Yeah. It's, it's so huge. Yeah, yeah. so actually, so you th- there's three guitars because you have Lucas, Micah, and Neil, and you, obviously we all know how Neil plays, and I can hear Neil pretty clearly. I know what I'm hearing when I'm hearing Neil. Lucas is doing a lot of the like clean um, lead stuff that's like he'll do still do solos and it it's really just really pretty and 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 then i think micah is doing a lot of the like experimental or like the sort of just playing the chords and then like the kind of choppy stuff and then obviously neil is the big fucking crunchy and the balance between all three of them i think is is excellent i really really dig it i think it add it just like you said she it takes that big sound but it makes it like fucking huge yeah it, i get when i when i first put this on i think mike i think i i felt like you did it feels like neil's back like this is it kicks ass right away yeah. it's good after it's story catchy. tone and a yeah. letter home you know it was just refreshing yeah of course it's great it was like listening to uh zuma after the ditch trilogy I don't know yeah, if it was I agree just with like that. it got it got murky. The you know you had tonight's the night and on the beach and time fades away and things were kind of murky and and uh, and just got kind of it's it seemed like got really dark and then Zuma came out and it was just like bright guitars, bright vocals. Oh, okay. You know, it was a totally different mood. I, I mean, I don't. I'm not comparing this album to Zuma, right? But I'm saying it's kind of like that after a couple albums of not having this. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, sure. it was just refreshing to to hear that. You yeah. know, the guitars to me sound like at times it reminded me of Oasis Ooh. because they have a huge guitar sound, and it's just like it that kind of wall of sound thing. It's not metal, you know. It's like right. it's just super loud, crunchy guitars. You know, there's a lot of like Uncle Tupelo sounding stuff in here too, where it's just bashing away, you know, which I really love. Yeah. Yeah. Oasis is good. That's a good, uh, that's a good call. I want to uh, go to a certain part here because I think it's important to hear like the emotion in Neil's voice when he's singing about this stuff and, and the point he's really trying to make clear. Like you said, she was almost like a lawyer being like, this is what mm. you need to hear before we get going, you know? Right. Let's see if I can find this. Nope. Nope. Bring, bring the vault down a little bit, Russ. God damn it. Fucking archives, dude. I had it queued up. It's clunky, man. Hey, Neil. Seriously. Come on, man. 
you know, it's clunky still. And it keeps booting us off, you know, when we're trying to like move around. And now this is the only place I can listen to Neil, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Come on, do it. Play it. His voice is like cracking, you know. Yeah. He's like mm-hmm. he's really singing with intent. He he's not he 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 was fine with that, you know. He he wanted to leave that in. You can hear how that's one take. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, that, yeah. That's probably one take. I, feel I also this- really like Anthony's drum drum fill. There is is always great. Oh, it's great. I feel the same way, Russ. About people want to hear about love, where it feels like it almost feels like he had the idea for the chorus, and then he's like, I'll just. I'll just riff. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes like, don't talk about Chevron. People want to hear about it. And he's just like, and also don't talk about Walmart. You know what I mean? It's like kind of off the cuff riffing. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> kind of like guys. drifting back was on psychedelic pill. No, drifting back ruled. No, but he was kind of going off there. He's like, they're only getting 5%. That's true. You know, but he's at least just we- kind of yelling stuff, you know, that, and that's like this album too. It's not like he's, he's like stringing these words together in a beautiful way. He's, he's blatantly just yelling in your face, Yeah, you know, yeah. but we got a problem with our food and you, you know, and he's, he's basically saying, you got to look into this yourself. He's so, telling like he's like he does with a lot of his stuff. It's like he puts it out there so we can look into it ourselves. If he didn't call this album the Monsanto Years, which I think is a fucking ballsy Neil move, and I do like that he did. I think, I think he would have really tricked you with these first couple of songs. Do you know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't really lean hard on the Monsanto stuff till track four, and then he's just like all in on it. But this first one, you'd be. I almost part of me wishes that he didn't because it kind of labels it as a specific thing and you kind of group it all together. But the, it's not entirely about this. I mean, there's elements of it in this song and, but it's not, this one doesn't feel like the second half of the album to me. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like the middle of the album. I, yeah. I, I think it's intentional in a way. Cause I think he ends the album in a way in, in yeah. the way he starts it sort of that's true yeah you know well like i was saying this is like he's presenting his case yeah and so basically what he's saying is um so many people need our help corporations are greedy and then i'm going to give you examples of that following this song you know yeah. but right now this is his call to arms you know like the the that line uh, it's a bad day to do nothing you know, yeah. we shouldn't be sitting around. This isn't, that's why I disagreed with the, uh, the pitchfork review saying that it's more about the helplessness of trying to fight corporations. I don't think so. I think he's trying to fire people up. He's trying to get people to at least read, read up research yeah. or, or at least practice what Americans really What the great thing about America is we have freedom of choice. We don't have to. And that's what this whole album, that's why he's naming all these names like Chevron, you know, and Walmart and stuff. Cause he wants us to know you shouldn't give these people your money because basically they're just trying to run the government and control, you know, how you live. So I, and I don't, think, don't give these, these entities your money, look for something else that you agree with. Like Neil Young archives. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 
Yes. I also think uh, a part of the mission is like we were talking about with some, um, with a letter home or Americana or whatever. If, if the mission there is for you to go and find those songs, like right. in, the, in those examples. Right. And we did remember we were all like, man, mm-hmm. this made me, well, we did. Cause we do a podcast. Right. No, but I know, but, but I'm, I'm saying just I, for like the average person who doesn't do that or thinking, well, what's the song really about? Oh God. It's about like, yeah. you know, the English coming over and, you know, practicing genocide on the native yeah. Americans and stuff. Yeah. But it's all, it's also, uh, you know, it, it made us all go listen to the artists that he covered in a, in a letter home and be like, man, these, this, these songs are great, you know, and, oh. and these, these artists are great. And so I will say when I heard this record for the first time, I, I didn't know much about Monsanto and then I did research and I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. This shit is fucked up, you know? And, right. and you, I, I mean, it worked on me, but I'm a big Neil fan. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe for a lot of people, it just was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't care about this. You yeah, know, it's what, not what, a sexy, but that's, yeah, but that's, what, subject, that's right. yeah, and that's what people want to hear about love is all right. about. Right. And that's why I think it's funny that he right away on this, in this t- opening track, he, <laughs> He says it's a new day for love. And then we, and then two songs later, there's a song people want to hear about love. And he starts you off in a way w- with a song kind of about love, you know? Well, I think the help, but it's like, this. it's Neil love, you know, it's like a blend well, of the two. This song I think it's, it's love it's for the love planet. for the planet. That's what he's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes me want to read this. Uh, maybe you guys saw this, the Rolling Stone article. Yeah. Um, uh, which it, this line in particular is about the next song, but it, it, it obviously has to do with the whole record, but here it says, uh, uh, on the acoustic ballad, Wolf Moon, Young's voice creaks like a rusty hinge as he big ups the land for withstanding the thoughtless plundering. Um, it's almost as if the earth is an old buddy going through hard times and he's taken it out for a beer. That kind of honesty has always been at the heart of his music. It's the warts and all passion that inspires us to hang with Young down any road he wanders, which I think that's great. I do too, yeah. Well, that, let's that play whole, some of that. Let's get right into Wolf yeah. Moon here. I see this as, as more like a, uh, again, with the trial thing. So this is like he's explaining why it's important we take up this issue. Hmm. And he's kind of almost letting the, this is kind of like he's speaking for the victim here, which is the planet. Well, I think the yeah. helplessness comes in. I think this set up 
it, it works like a concept album where you have your first few songs are your setup, and then you start to get more and more. You feel more and more helpless as each song goes. Like by track three, and then f- especially four and five, you're like, oh fuck! Like we just we just want we just want to grow crop. Like farmers, like we just want to grow our crops, and it's fucking impossible. Right. I don't know, but I think these this first two these first two songs are just kind of the setup for the the helplessness of the of the album, and not helplessness, but just like a a pleading. What can right. we do? Like this is this is kind of like what what we're fighting for. That's right. what yeah, Wolf no, Moon exactly. is to me. He's, yeah. he's kind of giving me the imagery of things around the planet, including the first bird reference of the record. Yep, um, <laughs> you know, big crows still fly in your sky. Yeah. Hey, Daryl, they heard it. <clears throat> they got the bird reference. Um, but to me, it's like almost like it's almost birds. like a a pledge too. It's like I'm good. This is the fight I'm going to take up, and I'm going to take it to the end. Kind of like what that review said. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Like it's an old buddy. Like I'm going to back you up. I yeah, got your exactly. back. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I like your, your analogy too, shoe, because it, it does, it feels like this is, let me explain to you who my client is. Mm-hmm. You know, none <laughs> exactly. of you, none of you would be here without <laughs> this client. She's a, she's a single mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two jobs, you yeah. know, and, and also she couldn't, the, she couldn't afford, yeah. she couldn't afford the source the of life formula. in the universe. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Careful you know? boys. Careful. Right. You're teetering what? on the edge of a new character, and we don't need <clears throat> lawyer Neil. Okay, we lawyer Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Part of parliamentary procedure. <laughs> I object. <laughs> Neil should have a well, judge yeah, but, show, but, like but Judge then, Judy and Judge, judge Joe Neil. Brown. <laughs> judge Neil. You Young. can't handle the Neil. <laughs> Today, Judge Neil Young will hear. <laughs> Luke Condon talk about how his neighbor lets his dog shit on his lawn. He, dun, dun, dun. he only hears cases that involves birds or trains. Sometimes right, exactly. a double whammy. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> now you're telling me that you've got a gorgeous, a gorgeous Lionel four, uh, series four three sixty one, right? And a bird took a shit on it. Now what kind of a bird are we talking about? <laughs> he gets into details. Details matter. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, give me what color was it? What kind of bird was it? Like, it just doesn't have any. Is this your bird or not your bird? But let it me ask bird, you, because quite let... honestly, I think you're full of baloney. <laughs> but let me ask you: When you bought the Lionel set, did you also buy the specialized Lionel <laughs> cleaner? There's a specific bird shit cleaner, and you shouldn't have had it outside. <laughs> <laughs> all right mm-hmm. Me- musically i really like this song too i think oh, the harp kind of, the harmonica is great it's classic really good meal, and it's it's just down homey and oh, then the great. whole you know don't forget there's that whole full moon connection too with neil like he loves recording during a full moon um and then the wolf moon is, is specifically a full moon in jan i think it's the first full moon in january Okay. Of the year, and that they it used to be. I guess they would say that's when the wolves were the most hungry because it was winter time. It was harder to find food, and so you'd hear them howl more in the winter time. I guess, and that's yeah. that's what Wolf Wolf Moon comes from. But I think there's that connection there too, where he's talking about thank you for the moon for being there for being part of this ecosystem, you know, that we live in, but also the moon is something that's maybe fertile. So he's saying thanks for the moon being there because when the moon's up, I feel like I'm at my best. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like, Mike, that your dog barked while you were talking about the wolf moon. I thought that was kind of nice. 
Uh, yeah, I, I trained her to do that. Nice. I said, I said, Hey baby, just bark. When I start talking about the wolves. Okay. Can you do a howl? And she was like, ah. I'm like, okay, how about a bark? And also, you know, it's historically known vampires and wolves enemies. Right. So, right. you know, I think Neil's kind of reaching across the aisle here on this yeah, one. Saying, we got to save the planet. Yeah. And I think vampires and werewolves have to come together, you know, like they did in, um, what's that TV show? Oh, uh, what we do in the shadows? Yes, yeah, oh, they did, yeah, they did yeah. that briefly, right? They they kind of yeah. got together briefly, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> if a couple so, episodes. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to look up what this instrument sounds like because what does it Micah like? Micah apparently in, is listed? Yeah, is listed in the credits as playing an electric charango. So I want to hear what a charango sounds like. This flashlight yeah, is going to be through a, anything. There's going to be an ad. Yep. Cardboard. Okay. Plastic. Awesome. That's great. Metal. That's about a flashlight that burns your dick? What? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, but it's a, his is an electric, so. Is that yeah, what he was playing cool. at the beginning of uh, I, I'm wondering, yeah. For love, it sounds I think like it might be, yeah. That I sounds think he, awesome. It's yeah, I cool. Like that. Yeah. It's chimey. Uh, like so yeah, string. I think I, I can't tell in this one if um, I'm pretty sure because there's that sort of not not like a slide, but in in Wolf Moon, there's you know what I mean. There's that sort of droney like because um, I, I think Neil's on the acoustic. Here, I got a video of it right here. Let me check. Okay, is it on the archives? Yep. Uh, yeah, it looks like Micah is playing that instrument, the charango. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that. So on Wolf Moon. Yep. Fuck! I need. To, I should just pull up that video, but it would take. Me no, I don't even. It's gonna. Yeah. No. Yeah, that definitely looks. Like, yeah, that is it. They just. But is it? Is, does it him. seem like he's doing like kind of a sliding type, slidey type thing? No, he's just anything? sticking. He's sticking his dick in the hole. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet. Um, is, is that? No, does that? Is does, that? A I don't see a slide on his hand. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely that instrument. Yeah, so I think I think Lucas is doing the slide stuff, and then there there is an instrument in here that sounds like mandoliny, which is kind of that vibe. I thought it was a mandolin. While you withstand, no, stand up. I hear it. Yeah, it's in my right ear. I don't even see Lucas in this video. That's him over to the left doing yeah, the what slide. Is, that's an organ. Wolf. No, dude, that could be Lucas doing like. Yeah, yeah. I like it. whatever it is. It's like an element of like creepy, cryptic. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's cool. Your heart I like. That I could really be like Micah this. actually. I bet you that thing makes all kinds of weird noises. No, he's just strumming the thing here, the the charango. Apologies to Ricky Harvey for this whole. <laughs> yeah, I hear it right there. Yeah, it's it's got that mandolin sort of. He's pick he's like picky strumming it with along with Neil's acoustic, and then I think Lucas is doing a lot of that. It might, it might be post, might be in post if he's not in the video, but I'm hearing like slidey sort of stuff, which Lucas can do really well. All right, let's move on to the next one. People want to hear about people want to hear about love, so let's just yeah. move on to that. <laughs> 
this album, this album kicks ass. This album, this, it rules. It just, it's just great. It fucking rips. He hits all the elements. I, I, by the time you get to this song, I'm, I'm already all in on this album, and I just, I love it. And this, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, almost all of these songs got fucking st- jammed into my brain. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, they are kind of catchy. Oh, hundred, really yeah. catchy. I mean, really by the time you get catchy. to a rock star bucks, a coffee shop, you're like, Oh, come on, Neil. I'm never getting this yeah. out of my head. Don't yeah. put fucking catchy whistles in your song. Also, <laughs> I wonder what John Craigie thinks about that. He's a whistle snob. He is a whistle snob. <laughs> we should is. ask him. We should ask yeah. him. Um, but this one, um, <laughs> this is dumb. I don't want to, you think Neil's cheating on birds with fish at this point? On, Second Come fish. On. Fish reference. Did you write that down? Right? You wrote that down, <laughs> didn't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna cross it off so you don't know that I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> he was bringing up fish quite a bit. I'm just yeah, saying. Man. He, he likes to fish in this one. Is he a oh, big Aquaman fan? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably I'm a Marvel wrong. guy. <laughs> oh boy, That's I love, great. I love the whole. I love the whole idea about. Um, but you know what? I like I like the whole idea about you know people saying shut up and play the hits. And like you were saying earlier, right. were you reading an article or review saying you know you should stay in your lane? And like yeah. the guy you work with, Russ, you know yeah. I don't need to hear that crap unless it's friggin' Lee Greenwood singing, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, God Save America or whatever the Proud fuck song that is. But um, yeah, that's it, right? Um, well, the, go ahead. I like I like that whole idea. It's about you know it's about complacency. You know, and it's it's and he's not just going after people that are saying, you know, shut up and play the hits. He's going after his fellow artists, too. Yeah. And you should be you should be using your platform more. Yeah. To talk about issues you care about. Now, you know, if I was, say, like um, one of the Jonas Brothers and Neil Young was saying, hey, you should be using your platform to uh, to you know talk about issues you care about. I'd be like, hey, Neil, fuck you. But I mean, he's putting it out there though. So he's still holding like their feet to the fire, you know, but this is, this is the kind of thing where I was saying, like, I kind of got tired of after a while, you know, he, it became a little, not so much preachy, more like he was, I don't know, telling you what to do. Right. You know? And, and so after hearing it a few times, I was kind of like, eh, but I, I do like the whole idea of, don't don't mention this stuff because you're not gonna people don't wanna yeah. people don't wanna have to think. Right. That's what it is. They want other people to make decisions for them. Right. You know, and so they'd rather hear they'd rather hear a, a silly love song. And in the words of someone he admires, Paul McCartney, what's wrong with that? I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I agree. I also th- the nice thing is it's not gonna we won't we won't be taking too much time to analyze these lyrics in any of these songs you right. know it's it's all right, right there right it's all right but, there but I, I mean, what I, do you guys think i mean there's there's i don't think artists should be pressured into no i don't know, think they should be pressured about I, things yeah but no. I, at the same time it's kind of like i think it's it's a person-to-person thing i don't think you're a bad person just because you want to hear a song that's about that's not about an issue that's affecting the planet. Right. And also you know, Neil's written many songs. Neil has written many love songs, you know, right. he's yeah, written many he songs about yeah. love. It's, I don't think he's saying not to do it. He's just saying 
that, uh, you know, unfortunately when he does this type of thing, people always tell him not to do it. And I think it's more about like, I don't think it's, I don't take it as him being the angry old man on the lawn necessarily. I think it's more that he's saying when I don't do it all the time, but when I do it, I, I, I always feel the pressure of people telling me not to do it, but it's my art. It's my fucking choice. Just, and, 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 if you don't want to listen to it, then don't fucking listen to it. And I think if you do have a platform, you should do it every once in a while. I don't think he's saying doing every time. He's just saying, I have this platform. I'm going to, I'm using this to say this. And yeah, people do would rather not hear about it. Would rather not hear about, you know, the fish dying and whether or not birds are more important than fish, you know, (laughs) but no, this song to me has, um, just singing a song vibes to me. Yeah. Um, where it's kind of uh, he's doing a counterpoint to that same point or something, like where he's saying something without saying it. So I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Well, I like and that's it. And that one, he was saying, you can sing a song, but what are you going to do to back it up? Right. But it's almost like the opposite of that with this, where it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think the vibes are similar, where he's, it's, he's almost being sarcastic a little bit. And I, oh, yeah, totally. I kind of like it in both cases. Yeah. So. I, I like how he keeps uh, pegging Citizens United. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I don't you even know, know what that. that is. I like I like how he's like dropping these names through there to watch out for the these are the people you got to watch out for. <laughs> it really, right. just you know, more look and them more. up. You're yeah. just like Neil. Just doesn't give a fuck anymore. No, he's just, Citizens United. By the way, was that was um, the group that took. Um, that was the whole. The, you know, when he says uh, corporations are people. So that's yeah. where that comes from. So Citizens United got with uh, some other cor- – there's some corporations that wanted to give money to uh, candidates, to people running oh, the office. Yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. a law saying that you couldn't do that as a corporation. But Citizens United took it to the Supreme Court, and and they made it about freedom of expression. So if okay. Monsanto wants to give a million dollars to Donald Trump, then they can do that because it's it's – part of the first amendment it's right. freedom of expression so you're treating a corporation so they're, yeah they're like basically yeah they're basically saying okay. that, co- that corporations are yeah. they have feelings too they're people too they which have is, feelings too right yeah. exactly yeah. and that's what neil like sarcastically gets into obviously later in the record right right i do i just love how like you know like any songwriter he starts off fairly metaphorical not neil so much but like but at this point you know he's older he writes an album he titles it the monsanto years he's just calling out specific like right. he's, yeah. he's not far away from like just writing a whole album about his neighbor who he doesn't like <laughs> well i mean you pretty much said that was stills right <laughs> no i'm just kidding I'm just kidding uh, uh, we gotta, we gotta, I, oh go yeah we'll, we'll yeah. move on but i, I also yeah. wanted to say i really like uh tato and and anthony in this song especially tato the percussion is great that little like going on in the in that chorus it's awesome yeah and and tato's fun to live uh fun to watch live fun jesus to ross <laughs> I had too many. I've I've had a few too many organic cherries over here. Uh, uh, oh boy! All right here we go. Nope. Come on, archives. Here we go.
actually a really good example of sorry guys but in when you listen in the mixes you can hear what everyone's doing you can hear lucas on the left you can hear neil on the right and you can hear micah doing like this kind of uh spacey ethereal shit it, mm. it, it this song is a really good example of it this song on uh, some of the videos on the archives you can see micah using a bow yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah i bet he's doing some crazy shit and then again, you, listen here. Bill's on the right. And there's that like fuzz shit in the yeah. middle. That's Micah doing crazy shit. And obviously, because this is Fine. going to hear this. Democracy crush. I love that. <laughs> Democracy crushed. So, and, and obviously, <laughs> says that is great because this is going through like Zoom, and then it's going through my Garage Band before it gets to people listening. You're, they're not going to hear any of that. They're going to hear one stereo wall of sound. But oh, listen to the on yeah, the archives. But it, if you listen on the archives with headphones, but this song, this I wrote one note about this. Obviously, I love this song. I, this is what ordinary people should have been. This I. I can't. Uh, mm. I don't know why I. I yeah. think that it just feels like this. He, the fucking roaming bullshit that ordinary people was. He, this is this is what I wanted, and this is a great fucking song. So yeah, yeah he does a I good mean, job at tying it all together. The Citizens United decision and the lobbyists and the campaign money. Yeah, and then Walmart. You know, keeping people. Also, hold on. I wonder where you know, it is. Yeah. It. Or no, it's still not here yet. But he also had remember Shu, you talked about what is it that his McGruff voice? He, yeah, he, he kind of has that in this one. Corporations have soul. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the dreamy kind of chorus bridge part. Oh, town's asleep. Is this it? It's not yet, but that's all right. You know, people should listen to it on the archives at this point. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, I, I think that you can, and this obviously goes to show how Neil obviously became a, a Bernie supporter. The line to me, it, this line is, that line is so good. The, the too big to fail, too rich for jail. Right. That line is fucking awesome. That's great. That, that sums up everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the mantra of the bailouts right yeah yeah too big to fail now is too rich for jail did that come from that or was that about that kid who was caught raping that girl oh yeah who was passed out remember and then the judge said he's not going to do jail time because he's he just wouldn't he wouldn't survive he i feel like that just... was more recent okay yeah maybe it was but i mean it applies i this feels pretty exclusively to the bailout shit yeah. you know what i mean the I was yeah, that, that could be that too, though, that type of thing, you know? Right. But it's also, it also ties together. The corporations are people and they right. have the right to donate millions to candidates yeah, who will listen yeah. to their lobbyists who will, you know, let Walmart, you know, not have to give their employees benefits. Right. You know, yeah. let them make profits more important. Did you yeah. see you know? that? They someone reached out to Walmart, to a bunch of these companies to ask for their opinion. Oh on yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Did you see Walmart? Re- yeah. response yeah no what a walmart they, they started bragging about how they raised their minimum wage to nine dollars an hour 
Yeah, like yeah. we, you know, we're proud to say uh, we raised our minimum wage to nine dollars an hour. How? And I get it; it's seven years ago, but it's also it's seven years ago. It's not fucking yeah. like. Can you imagine, guys? Can you imagine getting paid nine dollars an hour? No, that's yeah. no. Can like what? And and then having your company be like, see how good we are? We give them nine dollars an hour, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. And then your and your company's owned by like four of the richest people on the planet and you're making nine dollars an hour i don't know fuck walmart um go there still yeah i i i won't go to it just because like you said luke well i mean i'm gonna do that later but uh if you're listening at home on the archives and you have your headphones on go around like 620 ish 30 ish and and you can really hear the the balance between all of them. And again, Mike has got that weird, crazy shit. Like you said, Shoe, he's playing with a bow, so there's like some crazy noises. That's kind of in the background, like um, sort of in the middle. And then Neil's over on the right, and Lucas is on the left, and and they bounce off each other like really well. There's another song later, too, which I'll point out. And then uh, it also, you know, what else is kind of reminds me of is uh, uh, later in the song is the Beatles song, dig it. When John does the like the BBC and the FBI, you know that? Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Cause Neil kind of goes into that sort of thing in this. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, onto the catchiest song on the album. I think. You think so? One of them. Definitely one of them. All right. Isn't that part kind of similar to the, the you know, Pearl Jam box? song? No, yeah. the big box that we were just listening to. Too big, too fast. It's close, yeah. It's close. Yeah, it's the same kind of same kind mm-hmm. of chorus. But it's like it's like the minor major thing. This feels like the major to that minor. Do you know what I mean? It feels like he's mm-hmm. he's turned it. He's coming at it from a different angle. The al- the album order really flows well on this. I know sometimes we talk about changing the order of songs. I think the order of these is really, really well decided. So I don't know. I, I like the song a lot. I like so far, I like all of these songs. This yeah, is this too. one was hard for me to pick a cut song, this album. Same. I, I yeah. you know I'm not crazy about this song. I like the story though, the you know the whole story about the state of Vermont voting to you know be able to find what's in the food and the coffee that they're drinking and then Monsanto with Starbucks, you know, trying to shoot that down, even though it was voted on by the people. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is basically the whole, in a nutshell, what this album is about. It's about 
Americans or, or any people in general having a choice, making that choice, and then having corporations shoot that choice down because they are giving tons of money to people who are creating the laws. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the whistling drives me nuts. Really? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I like I just it. See, all I see is seven dwarfs <laughs> marching off to the to the mine. Don't tell Peter you know? Dinklage that. He I don't like that. <laughs> I, I I like the whistling because I can't whistle, so I'm always so impressed by people who can whistle. And I knew Russ was going to hop into it. Russ Russ loves a good whistle. <laughs> Him and Craigie whistle. should start a whistle band. They both yeah, just whistling. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. And this, this one does get stuck in your head. Something vicious for sure. And, uh, it's, yeah, again, I really like the percussion. I love the drums. I, I, it's got such a fun fucking, yeah, the, the, it's, it's great. Um, it's good. Yeah. I also like that. Do, 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 do that. Yeah. The guitar lick is, is mm. nice. It's a fun little thing. It's almost like a jingle. Yeah. yeah. Very jingle-ish. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of licks. We should, All right, uh, let's move on to the rush. Hold town. on, Shu. Let me ask you, or Luke, either one. What do you make of that title? It's it's, it's just like does, it, it's I so confusing to it's me. It's confusing, and but I love how the first line of the song he references the title of the song. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you don't like a rock star bucks a coffee shop, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Well, he says you better change your station. So that's basically like, hey, if you don't like what you hear, because people love their Starbucks. You yeah, yeah. Get their I get is he saying is he saying Starbucks? Coffees, you know? Is he saying Starbucks is a rock star, but also a coffee shop? Is that what he's that the rock no, star? He's talking about he's yeah, he's talking about himself, like boycotting Starbucks because oh, of what they a, did in Vermont. A rock star bucks a coffee shop. So it's like a play. It's a pun. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you know what Luke referenced was like you know if you don't like what I'm saying here, it's kind of like people want to hear about love. Yeah, you know you can you can rank on the car companies and the oil companies and the and Monsanto, but don't don't mess with my coffee because that's right. like right. the most popular legal drug, really right. in in the world. I mean I yeah. can't go I can't go I have to have coffee every day. So it's it's much like you know how he was saying and and uh, and he says later on in this record, but like in Vampire Blues, you know we we need our fix, we need our oil, baby. Yeah, yeah. you know it's kind of the same thing. But don't don't mess with my coffee. So he's basically saying, hey, if you don't like I have to say, then then you better change the station because I'm going to lay some shit on you right now right. about your precious Starbucks. This, this is yeah. the one you know, where and, I I stand with Neil because fuck Starbucks because I'm a Dunks man. You know what I'm that's saying? right, Dunks always Dunks kid. If you don't get your coffee from Dunks, and get the fuck out of here. This podcast. Give me a large extra dunks. extra and a fucking Crella. Keep that <laughs> shit up, <A> Crella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the rush tune. All right, buddy. Down, 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 down. Yeah. Woo!
run this by you guys. Does this remind you a little bit of the time fades time fades away? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The fourteen junkies to yeah. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. All right. I'm it, glad I'm not alone. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. He hits on a bunch of stuff. Um, hey, Timmy's here. Should we just let him in for the end of this episode? Sure, that's fine. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, he hits on a bunch of stuff. Uh, at like album ish, like this one, it, it reminded me of Time Fades Away, Stars and Bars in this a little bit. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I can see yeah. that absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're. I'm gonna just keep it playing with the volume down because I, I have a, a time stamp I want to show you. Lucas is fucking awesome in this. Yeah, team. yeah. Hey Timmy, we're uh, we're finishing up uh, uh, Monsanto years, so hop in whenever you want. Sounds good. I'm gonna grab my tea and then I'll. I'll hop it in. better not be Starbucks tea. It's nice to see all of your beautiful faces. <laughs> you better not be drinking Starbucks tea. Better not be Starbucks. Yeah, don't drink Starbucks. It's it's like lemon love. Love the lemons. It's not Tiesto tea. No, oh, don't don't mention oh, that. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was mushroom tea. Cut that. Cut oh, that. Mike's on. Mike's doing some of that right now. I had a couple of psilocybin gummies, man. Oh. It's feeling pretty good in here. A little Timmy scoot. I'm right, getting a little ahead. sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this tune. I love the groove of this song. Me too. And yeah, again, like the, the message is so clear. I love that what where you just faded it out, Russ. It was like, oh, sorry. It's just no. It's fine. It's, it's explaining that you know the judge Supreme Clarence, Court judge yeah. Clarence Thomas, yeah. you know, which worked is what, for Monsanto, right? Which is know, what you were saying. Yeah, it's so right, fucked which up. Which is what what uh, you yeah. know, Big Box tied it all together. So this is again, it's kind of like explaining his case. These are the examples of how the justice system only works for some and not others. Right. You know, and, and if you're a big corporation, it's it's this corporations are people. Yeah, they're like rich people. Right. You know, they rich people have a different justice system. They have a different medical system. You know, everything's different for that upper one or two percent right. uh, in the yeah. country. And, and he's and he's tying it all together here, which I think is great. Yes, absolutely. And then he's talking about Monsanto. You know, another key part of the Monsanto story is they you know, they, they work with seeds. They genetically modify seeds right? And uh, then, for various yeah. reasons. But then he's like, they sue anyone else who messes. Right, because they, yeah, then they take out patents and then they say you're breaking the law because, yeah, like, it's Altering this, our it's seeds, all, right? Yeah, so it's, it's horrible. It's, so if you're not with them, then they make it hard for you to earn a living. And they say you're like right. against the constitute. Yeah, it's all fucking, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, anyway, it's, let's hear Lucas play a little bit because he sounds great. Yeah, I, I got it right here. Listen on the left. Lucas solo into into the Neil Harp there is his fine. Oh, it rips, mm. man. This whole album rips. rips. I just feel, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is a great guitar album. It like, really not is. just the solos, but the sound and the wall yeah. of guitars and stuff. Yeah, yeah know, I, I love a lot that. of that is a lot of that is Micah and Neil because, like you said, Shu, he's using a Micah's using a bow and shit. Like he's he he really taps into that like grungy, crunchy shit that right. Neil, Neil but does. But he fills in he fills in the spaces like <laughs> he does. You yeah. know, and I, I didn't. Lucas isn't you know, doing you a lot his, that. He's doing his, the, like that. Like we just heard. That's Lucas yeah. over there on the left, just fucking shredding. So and it's clean. You know, I think that's great that he's able to. 
you said like his other band was like Radiohead. Is that what yeah. you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think I love how he's applying some of that. He is, you know, sure. to this really rootsy music. I like it. Yeah. You know, I like and, it a lot. I, yeah. I, uh, um, when I really like tapped into that and once I listened to his band and, 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 uh, um, knew, knew that, that what his kind of feel was, cause I already knew Lucas. Cause again, I've seen Lucas and I know how he plays. And obviously all of us can, we know exactly how Neil plays. We know when we're hearing Neil. And so when I could, when I like really listened and tapped into what Micah was doing, it's, it's, it's really filling though. Like you said, she it's filling those gaps and it's, it's making that wall of sound have a lot of uh, depth and interesting stuff to it. I just heard from Anthony. Sorry. Let me check what this says. Someone well, says something. Well, well, no, I was going to say it's, it's cool that you, you always feel every note that Lucas plays. Like he's one of those guys where it's not, he's not shredding the shred or whatever. I just, I feel like you feel every single note. Timmy, For Timmy's the one listening. That's Timmy from town meeting. Yeah. Who's uh, joined us on the episode? And Timmy's the electric player. He actually got me into Promise of the Real before we even got close to this album. He tried to get me into them a while ago. So, and I yeah, I was like, listen to this fucking band, <laughs> Willie Nelson's son. Um, a- Anthony is here. So Anthony, oh, he is the, here, the drummer from oh. uh, Monsanto Years. He's uh, we're we're gonna have him on the next episode. Spoiler alert! But uh, should we should I just spoiler. pump him in now, or should should we tell him to wait like ten minutes, or what do you what do you want? You can uh, see if he can uh, wait just, like ten minutes. Yeah, you think so? And the, yeah, I can ask him if he wants to be in on the breaking down the rest of the record. No, we got we got three songs left. Just ask him if he can uh, wait. Just say running like ten fifteen minutes late if he doesn't mind waiting. Well, I just told him we're still breaking down the the record. Okay. Well, hit hit. Let's hit rules of change real quick. <sighs> Uh, or if he wants to pop in, I don't care. Well, that that'll defeat the purpose of the the Patreon, though, That's won't true. it? That's true. Yeah. Come on, we got to think about making money here. <laughs> no, we don't. All right. We'll we'll interview him after. The corporation, Russ. That's right, Russ. We're people. Yeah. But, people want to yeah. hear about. You said would it be okay in one hour? But uh, Oof. Uh, no. Oof. That's a. I mean, I'm. We, that's kind of late, but I'm. Yeah. I'm f- just just let him in right now and then we'll ask him we'll ask him just let him in we'll you can go him. back in time and finish He's, he, he hopped off he's not oh, okay. here anymore okay well um, <laughs> let's let's trudge through with this yeah, let's, let's get let's get this done and then we'll figure it out yeah hit, All right, i'm gonna play you know, if we have to move it we'll move it god damn it i'm trying to do three songs second bird reference if i missed one <laughs> uh, of the album 
and specifically about birds eating seeds and what's up baby and pooping them out in other places. Um, you know, like we were mentioning <laughs> earlier, bird, how important bird poop is to this record. Bird poop's important to every record. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You got to, it's got to nurture, you got to fertilize it somehow and let the ideas grow. Right. Yeah, um, that's exactly it. I love this song. Again, it kind of, it kind of goes with big box store and the, you know, it's all in the title too. It's just yeah. like how there's a set of rules for one class and then there's other rules for the other class that kind of support the upper class a little more. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about justice. It's about property, you know, and uh, I dig that, man. I, I like the messaging. And again, I think it's great that it's really direct and that it's paired with just a super loud rock album because I think it's more effective that way as opposed to say in just an acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, it's because it's, he's pissed off. You need that yeah. pissed off. Right. And, and he wants this, you to feel how angry he is. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think like we were saying before Shu, I think this, this song is a great example of, of Neil and Micah working together to create a fucking fat, you know, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Anthony said he'll jump in after the breakdown. So, okay. okay. Is he still, I don't see him. Is he still just kind of, that's angry? all right. He, I'll tell him when we're done and he can jump in. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I know this song's great. I, it didn't, it didn't grab me as much as the other ones at first. Um, but I, I like it the more I listen to it. It's I, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I agree with everything you were saying. She was especially like lyrically. Um, yeah, Luke, what do you got? I, I love this song. I like this song because in a going back to album placement, I feel like I just love how this album moves. And so, you know, like we said, we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes before this. So we've been literally listening to this album for a whole month and it gets better each time I listen to it. And I love the way it works towards this. It feels like he hits all the boxes and then going from working man into this, which is kind of a more serious vibe of a song. It's just, I don't know. I fuck. I I fucking love Neil. I fucking lo- I love everything about this album. I I almost again. I keep going back to it. I wish he would have called it something different. Even though I love that he called it the Monsanto years because I think it puts it in that box. And it no, made- yeah, I, I think he need it's it's it, there's no fucking around. You know what I mean? It, right. it has it has to be that. Right. But That's just, his target. You know, no, he wants course. people to know. And I'm, yeah. I I love that he did it. It just to me it 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 made me avoid not avoid it, but like right yeah it's like i don't want to listen to this guy talk about monsanto for, but i but at the same time it's that's that's what separates the fucking youngsters from the you know it's true. right because because yeah. well, if you if you can if if this if this shit bothers you first of all like like neil kind of says like well do the research and because, it, but it's, it's because not it's, even, it, it is important but also the music is so good you should so not good. ignore that's, this that's record. what i mean that's why i mean you about know? and that's and think about when we threw it out on social media like john locke who's a crazy neil fan and a few people i think august carlson said the same thing they they're like uh, like i'm ashamed to say but i haven't even dipped into this and it's probably because they're like oh, i know what he's i know what he's gonna do yeah but musically it's so huge and could be yeah, one, but it's su- it sucks album. because a lot of those people have listened to life because because <laughs> they know they they love Neil they love Crazy Horse, but then he's got a lot of he's got sh- you know shit he wants to say on life and that album sucks right not everything if you're a true Neil fan you've you listen with him like we have yeah. and you know that not all of his experiments uh, I don't want to say not all of them work because they work for some people there's what's his name Scott Parks 
who's favorite in the, the 80s, 80s now, right? 80s, yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, but it's like, it's, it's, and he talks about that too. He, he, yeah. Doesn't he talk about it in one of these? Oh, at the la, in the last song, oh, yeah, he which, talks about uh, it. Yeah, I want, I want, we'll get to that. I want to talk about that. that's the whole that. MO. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's going to do it. Though. He feels strong about that. MO and Santo. Yeah, but it's just, it's like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, and, and also, like he said in uh, Rockstar Bucks a Coffee Shop, well, you know, if you don't like what I'm saying, then change the station. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah listen to Tim, the so, Timmy, have you listened to this whole record before? Uh, I hadn't listened to it before. Like, uh, Luke, when did we talk this morning? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but did you, li- did you give it a, a listen all the way through today? Like, yes, but in passing while doing oh, okay. things. So also, it's it's forward. 9 o'clock, so Timmy is stoned out of his mind. <laughs> right on, buddy. Yeah, man. But no, I, I did notice the, the thing you guys keep talking about is that wall of sound and how big this record feels. And I was wondering, you know, how much of that is Neil versus how much of that is Promise of the Real? Like, who influenced who there? Definitely uh, Definitely the Neil. Real. No, Neil, Neil influenced Promise of the Real, and then Promise of the Real, uh, they're all heavily influenced by Neil, and as, as we'll hear from Anthony. Yeah. And so I think it's a perfect culmination of the two, you know, because yeah. I think they... Maybe that's what made it so big. Yeah, yeah. They both yeah. came in like Neil was a little edgy. But again, if, if Neil didn't... Bring that big energy. And again, I think if Neil didn't a- also ask Micah to play on this, he wouldn't have as much of that feel because yeah. Micah's not in Promise of the Real, you know? Very true, yeah. And uh, But Micah adds a lot of that experimental fatter bigger crunchier crazy shit so i think neil i think what they provided more than sound is the energy yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's the same kind of energy as crazy horse but a different sound yeah Yeah. where it's it's fiery and explosive and it could go in different directions not as much as crazy horse right um but i think it's the the energy they provide and And they do it live too like when we saw them with neil oh yeah i I mean when we saw yeah it was just they brought it man and lucas just fucking shreds you know he he goes toe-to-toe with neil it's he's nuts (laughs) you know that one sound yo you've been looking for sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how long were you sitting on that one just right now when she said that uh, monsanto good. years i also think this could could be a contender for one of the catchiest tunes in my opinion of course it's at a random spot because it's archives He does a fud into a clean. 
this this might be i mean this uh this it's is catchy as hell this is everything man this is the whole thing this it's is everything song. yeah uh, all of the music is fucking perfect the it's everything he needs to say lyrically you know for what he's what he's doing uh, it's mod it's the it's modern horse for a new generation it's you know what i mean it's like this is this is I, I love this one. And the way that the guitars all have their, they're all doing separate unique things, but they're balancing and working off of each other really well. And then again, Tato and Anthony on the drums and percussion, Corey on the bass, the vocal, everything. It's great. I love it. That yeah. song's killer, man. That's fucking, I would cover that song. That's a great song. I would cover that song. It'd be fun as hell. I would. Yeah. All right. Did we just, are we covering that now? Tim. <laughs> Yeah, well, of Dark. course we are. Okay, next show, Mom Santa. <laughs> no one will fucking be like, "What are you doing?" I don't, give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I like um, how he pulls the Bible card because yeah. he's appealing yeah. to the right, which is probably more Bible oriented, and he's kind of using that to explain his case. You know, it says in the Bible that these are all God's gifts. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, your daily bread. Yeah. You know, and, and all of that stuff. And he's saying, you know, God doesn't even own the seeds anymore. Monsanto does. Does that seem right? Yeah. You know, it's not what the right. Bible says. Exactly. So he's yeah. kind of using that to appeal to, to me, it seems like he's using that to appeal to people who are, all those people who are saying, hey, Neil, just play fucking Heart of Gold and shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. You know, that kind of like, even they're stealing from God too. So what are you going right. to do about it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think this 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 song has everything that he's trying to say with this record in it in one song. I think it's all there, and it's catchy as fuck. And also the guitar playing, everything. It's all just so I want to play a little a little section here too because I just love all the the way they all bounce off each other here. Just do what I told you to do. <laughs> come on, come on, man. Just come on. Because before that, Lucas, awesome. does, Lucas does that little riff too, and then they're both doing it at the same time. But like, so who do you think was playing that riff? There? That, that was right there was Neil, but it was like Neil and Micah. But but over to the left, Lucas does it, and it, they're both doing it at the same time earlier, like right, almost right before what I just played. Because that I had it lined up, and then the archives was like, nope, I'm a bird. <laughs> Sometimes you're a bird, man. I was right. trying to figure out what product he was plugging that you could get it Safeway. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the red barn on a field of green with the farmer and his wife. I don't know if he's referencing the, uh, the album cover yeah, yeah. or if he's referencing a brand, but you know, at Let's first I thought he was calling out Safeway way. and he was, he was calling out Safeway because Safeway is only supporting what, whatever GMO products. But then he's like, look for the red barn on a field of green and, uh, and at Safeway. Someone so, knows. Tell I him. Think, I, yeah. Someone knows, like, but, he's, he's letting you know, you got a choice. 
And he's yeah. calling out these names saying, don't buy these guys. There's a whole bunch of other products on the shelves that you could buy. Well, I also think uh, maybe a part of what he's saying is that, that what a lot of those companies will do is they'll make it seem like it's this organic. Oh, these are from these farmers. Oh, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like growing it, this farm when really now that farm can only use Monsanto seeds. So he's, right. he's saying they're, he's tr- they're tricking you, you know, is what I got from that. But yeah. But that last um, 90 seconds of that tune is just pure distortion. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, awesome. it's amazing. It's like that. Yeah. It's like the, the Eldorado kind of distortion, you know, on that, yeah. the EP put out where it was yeah. just like, yeah, just like destructive. Distortion. It's awesome. It's awesome. And that's, that's yeah. what I mean. That, that whole last section, it's like six, it's right before six forty, all the way to the end. They're, they're all bouncing off each other. Really, really cool. Mm. And then this, this next song too, uh, incredible guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. When this listen to this start off, it sounds like the band. off like the band and yeah. then it becomes a wings song yeah 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 it does, it, does. Yeah. it sounds like wings right like go yeah, to, if you can russ go to 320 that's what i have the the yeah. Yeah. and then lucas that's lucas uh, yeah. hold on uh, jesus yeah neil archives is clunky man Come Look on, at, man. Do you see? Do you see what it just yeah, happened? Yeah. Did you see did that? It just, did it just put? Did it yeah, boot it just you took, off? It took me to a new day for love. Yeah, that's the Spotify employees. Hey, Daryl, it's become self-aware. <laughs> archives, <laughs> archives is like the how, right? It's like how. What are you doing, Neil? <laughs> Obviously, this is human error. <laughs> Can't be open the pod bay doors, archives. <laughs> <laughs> Open the pod bay doors, Hal. <laughs> hey, Hal. Tell Hal to open the pod bay doors. God damn it, dude. This is fucked up. All right, so yeah, yeah, don't even worry matter. about it. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's all of a sudden that, that part, and it, it's like a refrain, and it, it sounds like wings or the Beatles. It's very Beatles. Yeah. Just, we'll just keep talking because it'll come up in a second. And Okay. It'll it'll be. Here. And then the whole, yeah, I, the whole I wrote thing the same like, thing. You can tell that's Lucas, by the way, at that part. Uh, um, it, it's it, yeah. I also love this. This is one of the most poetic songs on the record, too. I, I like this one a lot. Like it just. I like um, how he's like hoping he's wrong. Yes. It's like I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Because that means it's actually good. But you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's that one other line. Hold on. Here we go. Listen to that. That's like 
Lucas. Yeah, it's epic. This is just very, one of it's very seventies. One of the it's most so good. Great. consistently so good. good albums, too. I think this yeah. is just be, be, from beginning to end. It shouldn't be ignored the way it has been, and I don't think people intentionally ignore it. I think it's just not on anyone's radar because they're like, "Oh, I already know what." But musically, yeah, like this album is unstoppable. It's really amazing. It's amazing, and that last that uh, he ends the record with Lucas just going fucking mm. nuts, yeah. dude. He's, he's so good. He, that's crazy. He ends with that song, which is really saying what he really means by this album is that you got to stop Monsanto from making the food supply impure and full of chemicals because as a vampire, the blood <laughs> is terrible. And that's the refrain of Earth's veins, the blood. That's what right. he's saying. It's like, <laughs> I can't survive as a vampire. I can't survive on this stuff because of the GMOs. Oh, so yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so what these people are reading to the lyrics shoe, my, you would kind of mention this, this, uh, sort of sentiment. And I think he says it really well here in the last, the last verse. And if the melodies stay pretty and the songs are not too long, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's essentially, yeah, what it's, that, like, yeah. Right. it's like, if I'm wrong, find a way to get back them to back to you. Some, yeah. some silly love songs again. If that's what you want. Yeah. Right. Now, anyway, so Anthony just said, like, let me go, know when you guys are ready. So we should, we should we'll get wrap into, up. So just okay. r- real quick, Tim, how does this album compare to can't buy a thrill by Steely Dan? Mm. I mean, <laughs> Are there people on your podcast going to find me if I say the truth? Because <laughs> we all know it's that Steely Dan. Yeah, it might be, yeah. Some youngster is going to like knock at my door late at night. <laughs> Tim's been I, getting me to listen, uh, trying to get me to listen to nothing but Steely Dan lately, and I've been succumbing. Um, top th- top uh, Royal three Scam. Guys. Royal Scam is the closest thing you'll get to Monsanto years. I don't know because that it's it's a big uh, it's a big um, critique on. Uh, the haves and have-nots. Okay. So. I will say Can't Buy a Thrill rules. Can't Buy a Thrill rules. This record was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same. It's, I, I think I had also ignored it because the the Monsanto years thing didn't draw me in, but it, yeah, Steve, it's a great yeah. record. Um, so top three, this was, both top three and cut song were really hard for me for this, but my top three. I did a I did a four. Wolf Moon would be my fourth just because I like that kind of vintage Neil um, my third was If I Don't Know, my two was Monsanto Years, and my one was New Day for Love. I just fucking, I love everything about it. So, but it, but they're all great songs. It was really hard for me to pick, and it changed yeah. week to week. So, I don't know, you guys you want me to three. go or Russ? Do you want to uh, go? I'll go. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, my three, yeah, I, same, Luke. I, I just kept bouncing back and forth, but I'll just go with where I'm at right now today. Uh, three would be Working Man, two, Monsanto Years, one, if I don't know, and I, I would cut rules of change. But again, I didn't, I really wouldn't cut anything, so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut anything, but if I had to cut one, I would cut Working Man just because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have a reason other than it's the one. Yeah, I, I mean, right same, now. yeah, same. I, I love it. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I also, yeah, I know. It's tough. I would cut Working Man because it's not the Rush Working Man. Agreed, yeah. And I was very disappointed. So Same. fuck that shit. That's my cut song. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right well, now, Mike, even though I get, love it. You get up at seven, yeah, and you go to work at nine. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting those lyrics right. 
I got no time for living, man. I'm working. All I know, time. man. I'm working all the time. Seems <laughs> yeah, to me I, I can live my life a lot better than I think I am. I guess that's why they call you. They call you the working man. The working man. <laughs> Good night, I'm, San I'm Diego. Mine, I'm changing mine now to to Wolf Moon because you guys are right. Fuck that. <laughs> Wait, I didn't <laughs> say Wolf Moon. All right, my, my no, three I'm, is, I, I know. I'm saying I'm changing my three to Wolf Moon and not oh, yeah. working man. My go. three is a new day for love. My two is uh, is Monsanto years. And my number one is is uh, if I don't know. It's so yeah, good. same. I same just love too. that tune, and I love the the sentiment of that tune. You know, like, all right, well, if I'm wrong, then I'll go along with it. And yeah. it's kind of like it's like I said, like it sounds like he's hoping he's wrong. It's like whatever's better for the planet, right? Yeah. I'll go along with it, and right. you know, it's just I I love and I love that last jam at the end it's so yeah. good oh god yeah, i need to it's so I just awesome can't, so i can't get over how good this album is and how many people just haven't given it a chance it's so yeah. fucking good all um, right anyway our next uh, episode i believe it'll be a patreon exclusive is an interview with drummer uh anthony legerfo from promise of the real so if you want to get on that you got to get on the patreon and we're mm-hmm. recording that in literally two minutes from right now and there's our next uh, regular episode going to be Earth. I don't. I really don't want to do live at the Blue Note. <laughs> Just really, I, I don't. I feel it's like so we talk, good though. We it's talked so awesome. about it already. I feel like when we did, I don't know. I'd ra- yeah, I'm, but it's so different from this notes for you. Let's let's text about it. We can. Uh, well, is, they, the, is the next they, studio one going to be Earth? Is that what's uh, next on the? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you don't like that one, Luke, you're gonna hate Earth because it has the thing in it you hate the most. Does he have animal noises? It's all sorts of sound oh, effects yeah. throughout the whole thing. Oh, mostly yeah. animal noises. Is it just life I love part it. Two? I love it. Some of it's hilarious, you know. And right. uh, most are birds, of course. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm 100. I'm gonna voluntarily go listen to that. I I think it's great. <laughs> I love I love the whole idea of it. And um, it works on some levels, and then other times it's almost comedy. Yeah, and when especially yeah. if it's bad because it's definitely not supposed to be. Well, I'll listen. But to, it is. I'll listen to. I'll listen to to live at the Blue Note. Um, and but I I'll listen to both because we're we'll have a little a little okay. time. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. I do want to do a quick shout out. Uh, to speaking because we're going to be talking to a drummer next to town meetings drummer russ he sent me uh his almost finished stuff from his solo album that's coming out it's russ it's really fucking good dude thanks and timmy you're killing it on that timmy does electric yeah on tim it. just added stuff to it sounds great thanks. you should send it to mike i feel like he would really like it it's yeah. really yeah it's really really good thanks, that thanks really guys. Good. you're fucking you wrote a lot of really great songs thanks yeah. i appreciate it thanks oh i'm blushing uh, look at that boy. Uh, all right, let's get Anthony. All right, here. let's end the love fest yeah. here. Uh, it's Long May You Young. Uh, if you can listen to all the episodes on Long May, Long May You Long Young Podcast. Long May You Young. <laughs> Long May You Young. I know, right? Stop smoking weed. Long May You Young Podcast.com. You can also buy merch there. We're also on social media at Long May You Young on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we're on a very active Facebook page. And uh, thanks <laughs> to Pantheon Podcast Network. Yes. And you're missing uh, out if you're not on our Patreon because we are right now about to interview Anthony from the band, Promise of the Real. Yes. That's right. And please check out Tim Cackett's OnlyFans. Yes. yes. <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> <Last laughs> <Alex, man. laughs>
<laughs> it would be the worst OnlyFans ever. Also, Mike always says that on our last record, the Tim song is his favorite. And by the way, on the next record, the Tim song is going to be his favorite because it's called yeah, Get yeah. Me High and Take Me Dance. Yeah, he's going to love it. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I'll, send, right, you, I'll send you a go. link, Mike. Let's get okay. it. I'm going to tell right. him we're ready for it. Yeah. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 